the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Let's see, it's May 1st. No, May 2nd. I'm looking at my calendar at my computer screen, and it's 10 o'clock. And so for the next two hours, we're going to talk about car, car-related problems, and you're welcome to join us anytime you want. 602-508-0960. Give us your name. We're not going to ask you for your address or anything. And tell us what kind of car you have, and then talk about the symptoms. Or perhaps the conversation starts out with, I was told I needed this done, or something to that effect, or here's what my husband said, and here's what my brother said. Those kinds of things we can help you deal with, and that's what we do best is just kind of sift through the symptoms. The symptoms are pretty important just because they have everything to do with what's going on. And the primary driver typically has the best symptoms and has the best, the best analysis for the symptoms. So that's kind of how it works. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Folks, I don't recommend shops that I wouldn't send my mother to. Kurtz is one of those. If she lived up near I-17 and Bell Road, I'd say, Mom, go there. It's closer than I am. Kurtz has been around for a very long time, since 1987. I know Kurtz. I have his cell phone number. He's got ASC certified technicians, and I know that he does a great job. Not too long ago... I sent a lady that had been told she needed a motor by two different shops, and the estimate was between four and $6,000. She didn't have any engine noise. That's a key right there. No engine clatter. So I had to drive it up to Kurtz. said, ask him what's going on. He replaced the oil pre- pressure switch. The gauge came up and started responding, and he sent her out the door. So saved her a whole lot of money. I, I bet that repair probably <laughs> diagnostic oil pressure switch and the labor to repair place it might have been 150 bucks may have been so if you're up near i-17 and bell and you're looking for a good shop then kurtz would be a good place when it comes to self-defense for car expense it's kind of important that we kind of separate out and i think both women and men would do well to talk to the technician or not the technician but the service writer in this kind of fashion it starts out with, Mrs. Salem, um, thank you for bringing your car in, and, and we got the the um, emissions test problem fixed. But we did also know that you have, um, you're due for a fuel injection flush, and we noticed that your brake fluid has also not been changed. So the total of those two things is about $350, and while it's here, would you like us to take care of it? And then Mrs. Salem says... <clears throat> I'm not with the car right now, but would you do me a favor and would you pull the manual on my car and then just kind of read me in the maintenance schedule 
where it says that I'm due for a fuel injection flush or a brake fluid flush? That's a really hard question to ask. First of all, they're never going to do it. Now, I'm talking about dealerships, independent stores, and chain stores, and mom-and-pop stores. That covers everybody. So, But if if it's somebody who only, some service rider that only has three or four or five cars on his desk, he probably is going to go get the manual. If the service rider has 10 or 15, probably not. Then we move to the second question. Please ask the technician what symptoms he's going to fix by flushing my fuel injectors. That's easy. That's a phone call to the technician. Hey, what did you see? What did you feel? But that's a really tricky question because if they come back and they say, well, we're going to fix the rough idle in your car, and you say to yourself, there's no rough idle in my car. It's idle is as smooth as glass. Then that helps you decide. Then you can say to them, please put down on my repair order what exactly I'm I'm due for based on my owner's manual. And then also put the pricing there. And then just put your name and your extension so I can deal with you when I call back. That's a killer question. That's, that's you know, show me in my manual, refer to the page, dog ear the page, or tell me what it is that you want to do. And then tell me what symptoms you're going to fix. Now, a, a fuel injection flush has specific symptoms. And they better say, you need a fuel injection flush, and I'm pretty sure this is going to correct your rough idle. That's what I'm going to do first. Then I have plan B and plan C. Clean your throttle blades up and look at the idle air control motor. And you can say, well, can we do the most predominant one first? Yes, we can. So those are the kinds of things. What symptom are you? do I have now that you're going to fix? And then when you talk to them, you must insist that they give you a total dollars estimate. The reason why we, I say to do that is all of us have shop supplies and environmental charges and uh, shop supplies, environmental charges, plus the parts and the labor. Here's the problem. <laughs> the problem is, is that's significant. I mean, sales tax is 10%. So right off the bat, it takes a $3,000 repair to $3,300. So you look at that and go, wow. We also have shop supplies, which is a derivative of either the parts or the labor. And then we have environmental services, which is a derivative of typically the parts. But it could be parts and labor. Now, most shops, the shop supplies and the environmental charges just attack one line item. But in some shops, they take both. So if you have an oil change, you have an environmental charge, the environmental charge is a percentage of, in, in this case, of the labor because we have to get rid of your old oil filter and your old oil. So they're kind of tied together. So then you you say to them, um, I need to call my brother in Denver. He owns a dealership, and I'm going to just consult with him. I'm going to ask him, I guess, you know, you and I have talked about it. I'm going to ask him, they say that I'm due for my a fuel injector flush. Tell me what you think about that. Or you say, they tell me that I'm due for a brake fluid flush. Tell me what you think about that. Those are really important <laughs> things that you can do. Whether it's true or not, it doesn't make any difference. It's just a matter of trying to get from the person you're talking to the information that you need. Let's go over a couple of those real quick. A fuel injection flush, in my opinion, is what we're doing is flushing your wallet. But it is a valid operation if we've got a rough idle. 
and we think we can cure it with the fuel injection flush. If there is a symptom that matches the fuel injection flush, then it's valid. But just to flush your injectors so that your car will love you more is not going to happen. And if you don't have a symptom, then you don't need it. That's all there is to it. As far as a brake fluid flush, we have a couple of ways to test the brake fluid. First of all, we can check it for moisture, and too much moisture indicates that we need to flush it. And sometimes, and I'm going to use the extremes here, I'm going to use clear water, iced tea, a weak iced tea, a heavy iced tea, and then a dark chocolate (laughs) martini. So you can see that there's a light, a middle, and a real heavy dark. Most of us, we're never going to see light. We're never going to see clear. We're never going to see water. But we're going to see a weak iced tea. Most of us know that nobody cares. Another thing you can do on a small shop is say to the owner, let's walk outside and look at, well, take me to my car and let's look at what the brake fluid looks like. And then they do. And then you say, okay, well, I want to see your car. (laughs) How do you get past that? And all you're doing is trying to test their honesty in a nice way. But in reality, those that play by the rules are more than happy to develop your trust. Those that aren't are going to come up with an excuse why they can't. Who's on the first line? That would be David. David, good morning. Good morning. Okay, my son-in-law has a 2014 Dodge uh, 350 or a one-ton diesel. Uh, his check engine light starts coming on intermittently. So he took it into a place and they said it needs a new turbo for $8,000. So I'm looking for a recommendation on a second opinion place in Queen Creek for a Dodge. Okay. Well, let me ask you a couple questions first. Does there any, does he notice any drivability concerns? No. Okay, so it has all the power and a good quality idle that it had before. Yes. Okay. Did the shop, no no names, please, no names. Did the shop yes, you sir. go to, was that a dealer, was that an independent or a chain? Independent shop. Okay, okay. Here, here's at first blush. <laughs> if the turbo needed to be replaced, um, there would be a substantial loss in power. A noticeable loss of maybe even 50 or higher percent. You said the check engine light comes on and off. That means the problem is intermittent. Yeah, it's apparently a boost control module. Okay. Well, we can have all kinds of boost problems, and we got sensors that determine air in and air out. So one of those sensors is bad. And, for instance, just using stupid numbers Uh here, air going in is 8 and air coming out is 28. So if one of those two sensors is lying, then the computer has a tough time. Now, yeah. I think there's a 10% chance you need a turbo. That's what I think. I think there's a 90% chance you don't. Um, I don't have anybody south of the 60, and I'm embarrassed to tell you that we do diesels, and we have a whole diesel performance department, and I think they're going to charge you somewhere in the vicinity of $125 plus or minus to tell you exactly what it is. And um, and we're certainly capable of doing that. So okay. you're welcome to do that. Salem Boys Auto in Tempe, I-10 and Warner Road. Yeah, if you're, okay. If, if you're going to wait for it, you need to tell them you're going to wait for it, but it's a bad idea. It's a good idea to just arrange to leave it there. 
and yeah. we have um, a master tech, Adam, who works strictly on diesels. Alan, my son, runs the diesel division. I drive a 12, one-ton, 6.7 diesel like yours. And we make those diesels run faster and stronger and better. However, that's not what your son needs right now. You need a diagnosis. I want you to look right. at the engine code, and I want you to diagnose why it's there and call me with an estimate. And by the way, how much is your checkout fee? That's the conversation you should have. Okay. <clears throat> Alrighty, so hey, we will. I'll call uh, Monday and make an appointment with your daughter. Yeah, you can do Andy or Alan or any. Actually, anybody who answers okay. the phone can make. And basically, okay. you're going to say, "I got a diesel, got a check engine light, and I want you guys to tell me why." Okay. All right. Good enough. Thank you, David. And that's really how easy it is. Kind of embarrassing to talk about my own shop because I can go years without naming my shop. But unfortunately, in this particular geographical area, we don't necessarily have anybody that I would recommend because they're not on my list of best car repair shops. And those guys have been vetted where the rest of the shops haven't. So I'm not belittling anybody. I'm just saying the one I can trust that will be fair to you is, unfortunately, me. We'll be back in a minute. If you listen to this radio station for 24 hours straight, you'd hear about a quarter of a million words, and thousands of those words every day come from listeners like you. No one values your opinion more than we do. And when you support our advertisers, you turn words into actions. We know you're not always going to agree with us, but we wouldn't be here without you. So we thank you for listening and supporting our advertisers. 960 The Patriot, a Salem Media Group station. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m., to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Pandemic, market drops, elections. Don't let the noise and fear distract you. Where do you go for clarity at uncertain times? For experienced advice on planning for retirement, tune in right here Saturday morning at 8 for Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis Saxpilvinas or call PSP and Associates now for help navigating these unprecedented times. 623-792-5496. Investment advisory services are offered through PSP Financial Services, LLC, an Arizona registered investment advisor. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just got invited to the prom. Do you A, meet her date? I need to see your past date report cards, your driver's license, a list of references, and this hair sample. B, help her pick out a dress. <gasps> Don't you just love the long sleeves and turtleneck on this pantsuit? Ugh. C, attend the prom. 
undercover. Mom, what are you doing here? I'm not mom, I'm <clears throat> Calvin, the new kid at school. Or D, capture her big moment. Uh, let's take a photo of you two. I'm in the middle. When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. The storks are bringing me a baby brother! We can do this! All right, let's go. Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh, my gosh, you don't know. <gasps> I know. You don't. <laughs> oh, man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this. You will rock this. To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Patriot app tip number four. Listening to Seth from 3 to 6 p.m. and want to chime in? Open your Patriot app, click the upper left-hand corner, and click on Call Studio. It's that easy. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Well, 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, my name's Mark Salem, and we're here until noon, so you have plenty of time to call in. And Hector's next, but let me talk real quick. Hang on, Hector about Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. Since 1970, Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing, that's Brian and his wife Thelma, have been doing auto repair, light truck maintenance, all kinds of stuff at their Mesa address, which is on Main Street, just east of Stapley. They have ASC certified technicians, which means they're certified in the repair work they're going to do. Not only the diagnosis, but all that other stuff. So if you're in Mesa and you don't have a repair shop, then may I suggest Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing on Main Street just east of Stapley. Hector, how can I help you? Yes, sir. Um, I have a, a one Nissan Sentra. I cleaned out the it's a cable-driven throttle body. I cleaned it out, cleaned the idle control valve and the TPS, and also I, I uh, replaced the mass airflow sensor. Now I'm getting a, a code of uh, P0505 that says it's a... Uh, um, auxiliary air control valve malfunction and i'm at a loss well tell me what the symptoms are it's actually no symptoms and runs like a champ now um runs better than it did before um that code it the check engine light comes on and that code comes up when i read it i just um other than that it runs great okay so let's take the check engine light out of it if we do that, can do you have a symptom then? No, no. I, I, I when I clear the codes and I drive it around, still it still runs pretty really good actually. So other than that, there's nothing that I can physically feel or see on the car that's wrong with it. Okay, what year Mike model is it? It's an '01 Nissan Sentra. Okay. Well. Um, did you you said you replaced the throttle um, position sensor and cleaned the idle yeah. air control motor? Well, I replaced the idle air control motor and I cleaned out the throttle body. It's a cable driven throttle body, and I also replaced the mass airflow sensor. Okay, well, you have to synchronize some of that stuff, so you have to set the idle air control motor. Now, did you turn any screws? Um, you know what? I honestly could not find any screws, <laughs> but. Okay. Um, I, will, a, I guess I have to check again. <laughs> yeah. Um, secondary idle air control, it may be simply complaining 
that um, it's not hasn't you, you have to you can't guess on what it's saying. You have to go in and look, but it it could it could be saying I've got air coming in that I expect this car to be going down the road at 30 miles an hour, but it's not because the speedometer says zero. So I have unmetered air coming into the engine that should be going them through the mass airflow sensor that's not. So there's and it could blame it on the secondary idle air control, but a lot of times the computer is just guessing and that's what's important is the code is a guess. And the code just says the problem's in Ohio and you've got to go find the city and the address and the street number. So in your particular case, I think it's possible because it's still there, obviously the problem's still there and you haven't fixed it. I want you to go from the mass airflow sensor to the mouth of the engine, and I want you to look at the bellows. And the bellow is the accordion-looking rubber you know, thing that's probably two or three inches in diameter. And I want you to check to make sure there's no cracks in that bellow. Okay. And if you do have cracks, then here. You get your glue gun from your wife, and you just run a nice <laughs> bead across that bellows and close that that thing up. This is a temporary fix to see if we hit the nail on the head. So you do that, and then you go drive it. You can clear the codes by pulling the negative cable off, and you have to hop on one foot three times and yell your wife's name twice. <laughs> and, and then you're going to drive it. If we don't have a code and you have hot glued the bellows, you can do most guys will just say, okay, I know how to fix that from now on. <laughs> the women will go buy a new one, and you can do the okay. same. So, But you don't have a scanner. You're just looking at the code. Most of us have a scanner, and we can go in and we can see, oh, the air going in doesn't match the air going out. The air coming in doesn't match the air over here. And so we have the ability to look at numbers, and all this information is numbers. So I'm a little concerned about your throttle position sensor replacement because we have to synchronize that and the idle. So if an idle air control motor, let's just say for easiness, um, the idle air control motor has a, a message of 1 to 10. Let's pretend there. Well, 2 is idle. So we better have 500 RPM or 600 RPM. We better be at idle, and we better be at 2. So we have to synchronize the actual RPM plus the throttle position sensor. Because you changed it, we're going to set that aside for right now. We're going to go after the original symptoms, and then at the end of the day, we'll probably end up synchronizing your idle with your RPM. So that's kind of what. If you need help, what part of town do you live in? In um, Queen Creek. Okay. Um, Thompson's Auto Repair up on Main Street, uh, Stapley just east east of Stapley on Main Street, is certainly capable of diagnosing and repairing that. Now, if you go someplace else, let me just give you a little self-defense. You give them your symptoms, and you ask, how much is the diet charge? Most everybody's going to be 100 to $150, 90 to $150. Beware of the $40 one, because it is my opinion that 90% of the time, they call back and ask for more money. And then, of course, you're stuck with them. So most everybody can now if if a guy standing at the front counter and he's a little worried that this is an O one Centra, he may say, I'm gonna say between a hundred and a hundred and fifty dollars, so I'll call you at one fifty, but I won't if we diagnose it earlier, I'll call you with an estimate. That's kinda how you're supposed to, to be um the best service advisor is is to come up with that kind of plan. Most service riders have the ability to make those decisions on call. 
So if you have a 1943 Duesenberg and you want to find out where the water leak is, it's going to be a little bit more expensive than a Honda, a Toyota, a Chevy Ford, or a Dodge. And so you can understand the difference. Anyway, Hector, good luck to you. 602-508-0960. We're open. Our lines are wide open, and you're welcome to join us. 602-508-0960. My name is Mark Salem, and every Saturday we're here talking about car and car repair and your symptoms and stuff like that. So that's really how it works is is we talk about symptoms and we talk about what we can do or what you should do. And really, it's it's just all about self-defense for car expense. I've owned a shop for 40 years since 1994, 35 years, call it. And um, I'm an ASE Master Tech and have been for the last 25 years. And an ASE Master Tech has passed all eight tests related to the performance of your car from bumper to bumper. They also have school bus tests, and they also have advanced diagnostics, and I have an L1 rating. And so when you move through this, you have technicians that have been certified by an independent certification company, and they've been certified that they've done a good job in answering the questions. No one really knows how many you can miss or how many you're supposed to get because they don't tell you that. It's simply a line in the sand somewhere that says pass or fail. I must confess to you that when I started taking these tests <laughs> in the mid-90s, I didn't do very well. But then again, that's a long time ago. So anyway, if you'd like to join us and you have a car question, or better yet, if you have a disagreement with your husband or your wife and you want me to be your Judge Judy or your Judge Jerry... <laughs> And then give us a call at 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Part of the fun we have here is is the give and take. Did you have a symptom? Was it a rough idle? Did the throttle blades cleaning them make any difference at all? Those are the kinds of give and take we have because oftentimes if you say, this is what they did, did it change anything? No. Did it give you anything? No. Is the light still on? Yes. Then we can talk about what that means. So when we come back, we're going to talk about estimates and how you should be given an estimate and how you shouldn't be given an estimate. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. This important message is for anyone experiencing financial hardship and owes back taxes to the IRS or has unfiled tax returns. Recent events have caused massive job layoffs and financially burdened millions. While tough times will go away, the IRS won't. At Community Tax, we're on top of evolving IRS collection policies that could make it easier to resolve tax problems and dramatically lower monthly payments. 
If you're facing a serious loss of income, you may qualify for IRS hardship programs that may lower your monthly payments or provide dramatic tax savings. For taxpayers who owe less than $250,000 and are in a payment arrangement with the IRS, new guidelines could lower your payments substantially. Community Tax has decades of experience helping taxpayers with IRS collections. So call our helpline today for your free consultation and learn what programs you qualify for. Call 800-500-5588. That's 800-500-5588. 800-500-5588. Music is a bridge between the material and the spiritual. My name is Harvey Lauer, and I'm 82. As a blind person, you have to be aware that nobody can tell you what you can or can't do. You really have to try things. My folks got me a little radio in 1940, and that was the best Christmas present I ever got. When I was 11 years old is when I started to uh, play music, play the piano, and then the accordion, and then the cello. My wife, who was also blind, was a good cook. When she died, that's when I started Meals on Wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, tail-wagging, backyard-hanging, and, of course, companionship. And what breed would you say Satchmo is? I'd have to go with maybe a lavish terrier-hound-chihuahua-looking kind of mix. Tremendous dog. Mm, I'd also like to point out Satchmo's coloring, a white, gray, brown, black brindle, simply marvelous. You know, it's such a treat to watch a dog like this. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, oh, the happy dance, so common with this group. And finally, the loving face lick. It's great how he just gets in there and, well, licks. Fantastic. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit the shelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour, 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and I'm here at your service. We're talking about car and car repair, but let me just clean up some business mess real quick, and that's talk about Automatic Transmission Exchange. Phil's been around a long time. He's been in the same location for a very long time. You can find him at 40th Street in Washington on the north side of the road. He's been there since 1968. He's really good on transmissions. He tells me that he rebuilds far less transmissions than people expect and he says people come in expecting a transmission overhaul in the thousands of dollars he says you can't believe how many times they come in and we simply fix a bad wire or fix a bad vacuum line or make an adjustment or replace perhaps a solenoid or something like that so that's kind of the nifty part of automatic transmission exchange 40th street in washington let's go back to the phones peggy good morning good morning um, I was just, I have a car, uh, Mazda CX-5 2014, okay. and what's happening with it, it, it it's, I think, an electrical problem or something, but uh, sometimes it'll say, uh, it won't shut off, it'll say, turn off engine, when I have it already turned off, and other times it'll say, put, put, uh, 
put your car in park or, you know, if the little light comes up telling me that. I had it in the shop that did a diagnostic test and they drove it around and it didn't do it for them. And they said that they would really need to see what's going on with it to find out um, what, what it, what's causing that. But it okay. does it on and off. Okay, let me, I want you to do something for me. It seems like that the computer is not seeing that you're getting ready to park the car. So let's pretend Uh like Peggy pulled up at uh, the local liquor store. I'm teasing you, of course. And you pull up and and you, 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 you go to, you unbuckle your seatbelt and you've taken your foot off the brake, but in reality, it hasn't seen you. Take your foot off the brake. So it's going to tell you, uh-huh. put it in park. On the other hand, it could be just the opposite. The brake light switch could be bad or the connection to the computer from the brake light switch, but it could also be the shifter. And the shifter could be bad. So this is what I want you to try. I want you okay. to become more forceful with the shifter. So when you pull up to Circle K or Safeway or wherever you're going, I, and is it a column shifter or is it on the floor? It's on the floor. Okay, I want you to bang it. You're not going to hurt it, but you're in drive. You pull up to the stops or to, to the you know the grocery store. You, your left foot might very well be on the brake, or maybe your right foot's on the brake. I don't care. And I want you to push the button, and I want you to slam it towards park. Okay, you're not going to oh, break anything, okay. I promise you. So I want you to rough house the shifter to see if that uh-huh. makes a difference. Because what they're saying to you is, is we can't fix or diagnose what doesn't happen in front of us. So you have two choices, Peggy. You can wait till it gets better, or we can start guessing with your money. And in this particular case, I think you know that what you need to do, and you know what to watch for. So, But I, I think if you roughhouse the shifter, or you get in the habit when you pull up to where you're going to stop, you push extra hard on the brake. I think one okay. of those two will change your symptoms. Then you can take it back and you can say, this is what's going on, but if I roughhouse the shifter and I take it from drive and I push the button and I kind of throw it forward forcefully, it doesn't do it. Uh-huh. So, oh, okay. And if that, if that um, symptoms analysis, if that, that process um, actually works for you, <laughs> and I, I'm thinking it will, Peggy, I'm thinking it will. So let me know, okay? Thank you, Peggy. Thank you very much. Dan, you're up next. Hey, Mark, uh, I have a, a 2014 Acura ILX, and um, the brakes um, groan a little bit when I'm moving really slow, and I put the brakes on. And uh, it's not the pads or that. I've changed those, and but uh, it just makes a, a little groaning sound most of the time, not all the time. Any idea? Well, um it's is it related to the application of your foot on the brake pedal? Yep, totally. Okay. okay. But you say it's not the brake pads for sure. Nope. Nope, okay. for positive it's not. How many miles are on it? Uh 56,000. Okay. Well, um did you do the brakes yourself? Now that's a leading question, isn't it? Well, I don't know. I, I <laughs> yeah. Mean, yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, did you? But, use I, but any... I've also done my brakes for forty years. So, and and uh, it actually was taking place before I did the brakes. 
okay. past before they needed to be changed. Okay. Well, I'm not going to argue with you, and I've seen all <laughs> kinds of guys that have done all kinds of things in 40 years. But yeah. I don't know if you lube the slides for the calipers. I don't know nope. if you put a non-directional finish on the rotors. I don't know if you clean the rust off the back of the, the uh, rotor where it hits the hub so that the rotor doesn't wobble. I didn't know if you did all those, but that's what the experts do. You know do. what? It, it, well, that, sound, that sounds great, and uh, that sounds like uh, something I need to go back and do. Okay, but so. wait. All I want you to do, though, let's, let's make this simpler. Get your wife to drive, and you go passenger front, pass, uh, rear seat right, rear seat left windows down, teach her how to do it, and try to isolate which corner it's coming from. And, yeah, and okay. That, Definitely then, coming from the back. So okay. The now, if how hard is the brake? Is the brake, are you applying it kind of, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in oh, a yellow light and I'm going to stop? Pretty, pretty gingerly, not, okay. not, not forcefully at all. Okay. When you put pads in, did you get new anti-rattle springs? Uh, yep. Okay, and you put those in, right? Yep. Okay, okay. Um, it, it, and then, you know, check uh, if if you know that it's coming from a corner, then gently apply the brakes and forcefully apply the brakes and see if that changes it. Because if it does change it, it's something's loose. At 56,000 miles, I wouldn't expect that you need to replace calipers or backing plates or anything like that at all. Um, yeah. I, I would think that, um, and you have to grease the slides on the caliper. So when, when you take the pads out of the caliper, you put the caliper back on and hang it with no pads, and then you grab a hold of the top of the caliper pull and you pull it towards you and you push it away from you, and it should slide with one or two fingers, just like that. If not, well, and the caliper's tough, then you need to pull the pins and clean them and polish them and lube them. Okay, and and they they twist back in. There's a a tool that you you turn them back in, right? That's a. That's I mean, that a, is what. No, that's an adjustable piston for your parking brake, and it also takes up okay. some slack. So, okay. yeah, yeah, you, 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 you take long needle-nose pliers, and you wind that piston in very carefully until you can right. fit the two pads in the rotor in there. You're right. That, that's an, right. It's only going to happen on the rear axle. All righty, i got to run. But anyway, Steve, you stay right there because we'll be back right after this. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundphoenix.com, surroundphoenix.com. Connecting you with new customers. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. I started my adventure as an aerospace medical technician. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. Satellite system operator. As a space systems operator. And I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration. We deliver the world's timeliest environmental intelligence data. Flying to Afghanistan, bringing wounded warriors back to Germany. We take care of injured personnel on a daily basis. And then flying them from Germany back to the States. As a member of the Thunderbirds, I get to be a part of a team that passes on the message of the United States Air Force Reserve to the U.S. and the world. It's a very exciting career. One of the greatest things about the Air Force Reserve is all the different opportunities. The 
training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. The Air Force Reserve actually paid for my education, which allowed me to commission. That was definitely a bonus. Probably the most exciting thing I've done is support humanitarian relief operations in places like Haiti. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. Being able to travel. I enjoy the getaways that I get, and I enjoy the camaraderie and fellowship I share with all my unit mates. We're really close-knit. We're unique. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. Hey, everyone. You know, let's all stop what we're doing right now and take a moment. That felt good, huh? Just like that, we had a nice, special sort of moment together. Of course, they don't all need to be quiet moments to be special. They could be loud moments, goofy moments, sporty moments, dorky moments. Moments where we talk or walk or just hang out. It doesn't really matter. They all count. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. <laughs> Sounds like somebody agrees. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Today, call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Hey, parents of children with asthma, here's another hit from the Breathe Easies. Come on and clean up the mold. Whoa. Clean up the mold. Whoa. Mold can trigger asthma in kids young and old. Come on and clean up the mold. Whoa. Clean up the mold in your house. Whoa. This song may be fun, but childhood asthma is not. Preventing asthma attacks can be as simple as cleaning up the mold and mildew in your house. For more Breathe Easy tips to help stop asthma attacks, go to noattacks.org. Brought to you by the EPA and the Ad Council. Okie dokie. Let's finish up where we left off, and I'm going to take Steve first. We've got some business to take care of. Steve, thank you for holding. How can I help you? Hey, morning, Mark. Good morning. i got a 2002 uh, Dodge Durango, and um, about a year ago, it uh just driving, uh, you know, 30 miles an hour, uh, you know, surface streets. The thing just started uh, a real violent uh, shake to okay. it. And, and it went away. Um, six months later, uh, same thing happened. Um, and, I mean, it, it's a really bad shake. Okay. And now I've, I, I can't duplicate it, but it... it it just keeps happening very infrequently. Okay, I, I need you to help me get closer than that. So I can do when it. When it starts vibrating, is it you feel it in the steering wheel or in the seat of your pants? More in the seat of more in the seat of the pants. It's like okay. the, the the whole vehicle is shaking. Okay. Real and bad. Now how it'll it'll go on for a while. So we have a couple of other tests that we can run. So you hold your throt, throttle right where it's at. And I want you to just gently apply the brakes. And I want to know if that makes any difference. It does if, not. I've, I've, done, I've done that. Like, okay. Apply the brakes. Um, the car starts to slow down, but it's still vibrating badly. Okay. Um, take my foot off the brake. It's still there. Okay. Okay. Accelerate. Same thing. Okay. All right. Well, um, a tire that has a tread separation doesn't come and go. So I, this is, you know, I'm running right. this through my computer. Your brake application oh. and your brake release didn't have anything to do with it. 
Um, nope. You're not saying anything about any clicking or knocking noises in the back as you come to a stop and there nope. it knocks or you take it off. So, so this is the easiest thing to do. Do you have a wife? Are you married? Happily. Okay, good, good, good. That's and she's probably standing right there anyway. So you just chickened out on me. So anyway, just, she's out driving and listening. I'm sure. <laughs> okay, I'm thinking that can you make it happen do, or do you know when it's going to happen or something like that no it just comes out of the blue it, it's okay the is, weirdest it, thing. is it speed related no okay no it, the, it, it can happen at 10 miles an hour 40 miles an hour this thing hasn't been on the highway in 10 years it, it's just a, a you know go back and forth to work thing but right um, okay well, I, I mean, I, I don't know what it is because this is a very unusual set of symptoms, but I'd start by airing all the tires up to the maximum inflation that's written on the sidewall, which is probably 35 pounds. I might even rotate the tires front to back to see if the problem moves. Definitely check the lug nuts on both of the rears. But one of the things that I would do is is I would go out with the technician and he'd be following me and that's why I ask you if you had a wife, and you follow her, and and if you can figure out how it happens, then all she's all her job is, or your job, whoever's in the tail end car, is to look at the two rear tires and wheels. Are they did they start wobbling? Is the flat part, the tread part of the tire, all of a sudden look like a big round piece of hose? Um, yeah, I, I know where you're going with that, Mark. Um, I, I did take it into into a shop and had them keep it a couple of days, and they drove it, and they could. They couldn't make it happen, and they took okay. it out on the highway and all that. They go, "This thing drives like a dream." Like, we don't know what you're talking about. I'm going, okay. guys, this this, this happened. Okay, when, weird. You're, huh? you're you're one of customers that we have all the time, and my answer is is we can't fix what isn't there when we're looking. You only have two exactly. choices: wait till it gets worse, or start guessing with your money. So, I mean, did they put it up on the rack? Did they shake the rear wheels? Yeah, they did. Did they inspect yeah. all the tread? On all of them, yep. I would have loved yep. it if they would have rotated the tires at the same time they had it up in the air. You say that braking doesn't have anything to do with it. Does steering nope. right, making a hard right turn, a ninety degree right turn, or making a ninety degree left turn, does that change it? I listen to this show every week. I know, <laughs> I did all of that just okay. Well, obviously, I know Steve. I I can't I can't diagnose it over the over the radio. I mean, yeah, what, I what I'm saying is, is I'm guessing I'm giving you all the processes that I know that I would take and we would take, and 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 you're kind of shooting holes in them. So one of us is wrong, and it's probably me. I probably haven't you know hit the right thing, but the vibration in the seat of your pants is coming from the back, and it has to be related to a wobble of the wheel or a tire. Or some shock absorber that's bad, and all of a sudden the following car sees the tire start going up and down. And then when you slow down, the tire stops bouncing because the absence of a shock would let one tire just beat itself to death. But that would also show on the tread because we'd be cupping one of the tires. And if we move that cup tire to the forward position, then all of a sudden we'd have a new feel in the steering wheel. So I still think you should rotate the tires. I still think that's the best thing to do is to see if the problem moves to the front. If it doesn't move to the front, if it changes things, even for the worst, hmm, maybe that's something. Right, yeah, so exactly. I, yeah, I, that's I, my problem. I can't, I can't duplicate the darn thing. Well, and, and, and nobody can fix it if you can't duplicate it. It's Like I said, exactly. it's, it, I can't fix what's not there when I'm looking. I can arm you with things to look for 
So bad wheel bearings, uh, brake pads, um, a tire that's got a separation. But see, we eliminate, we have to eliminate tire because Steve says it comes and goes. Now, it might be temperature sensitive. It might be only first thing in the morning when I drive the car to work. Well, the car sat all night long. Maybe there's a big flat spot on one of the rear tires. You said it's in the seat of your pants. I'm saying it has to be in the back because the steering wheel would shake if it was in the front, and the whole car would shake if it's otherwise. So anyway, I'd like you, at, when you do fix it, to send me an email at mark at marksalem.com and tell me what the heck it is so that I can learn from you as well. But thank you, Steve. Thank you very much. Gil, we got anybody else? Lines are open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Larry Harker's Automotive has been around since 1967. Bob and Ellen run and operate Larry Harker's Automotive. The, they, they offer fast, affordable service, auto electrical work, brake service, auto emissions, vehicle maintenance, but they can really find why your car won't pass emissions. They can really find why when you honk the horn, the windshield wipers start flapping. They can really find when your mother-in-law sits in the passenger seat, the door locks don't work, and when your daughter sits in the passenger seat, the door locks do work. Those kinds of things, they're pretty good at. The bottom line is, is if you're anywhere near 38th Avenue in Indian School, then Larry Harker's Auto Repair would be someone I would recommend that you have an oil change there just to see how they treat you. That goes for my shop and everybody else's shop. Don't walk in there needing a transmission for four or $5,000 or an engine that could be anywhere from four to $15,000. Um, you need to have an oil change or two with them just so you developed a relationship. On another note that's very similar to that, there's a lot of, everybody has computers now. Everybody has computers. So one of the things when we when we as an industry are faced with is we have somebody come in the door and they've got a problem and they want it and it's Monday morning or Friday afternoon or during a busy time and they want somebody to go take them for a ride right now and this happens to be and I'll use a stupid example I honk the horn and the windshield wipers flap it's it's oftentimes we'll look into the computer we'll get your name and stuff or a phone number and we'll look into the computer and if you're a customer and you've been a customer for a long time. And in my world, we're at 38000 So the, the other day, um, a, a gentleman by the name of Jerome, his, his customer number is 237. 237, and we're at 38000 And our computer system went online in 1992. Don gets whatever he wants, <laughs> and he's been around a long time. So it's important to know that when you walk into a shop, if it's a shop you've patronized, that's important, and it should be important to them. If it's a shop that you've never patronized, then be cautious about your demands. That would be something you probably wouldn't want to do. But by the same token, maybe ask them if somebody, if it's possible, can somebody take a ride because I can make it happen. Thank you very much. Who's on the phone? That would be Gary. Gary, good morning. Good morning. Um, my question is, kind of information, I have a Buick 2001, 112,000 miles. Uh, I took it to a, a, my repair shop. They fixed what, what that was, and that's satisfactory. But I got kind of the typical laundry list of things they recommended, and one of them I don't quite understand. Okay. They say the radiator appears to have a cracked tank on the driver's side. And for that, they said $595. So I called back 
to find out what it was. And what I what I get was that a little plastic tank over there is cracked, but to replace that, they also have to do the radiator. Is that true? Well, is the plastic tank the overflow jug? Or is it... Now, keep in mind, the radiators can oftentimes have metal in the middle, and the tanks on both sides that are attached to the radiator are plastic. But I suspect that this reservoir that's hooked by a small hose to the radiator... Uh, that and it probably has a cap that maybe says you know turn it easy because there's pressure. Here's the here's the thing: if it's a plastic part of the radiator, the radiator has to be replaced. If it's an overflow jug, then that's just flat out BS. I I, I just got to call it the way I see it. If the overflow jug is cracked, it's something that happens all the time. And the overflow jug to replace it and add a gallon of 50-50 coolant and water. Depending on the price of the overflow jug, that's 100 to $175. It just depends on the price of the jug. So, I mean, I have old guys want the jug. We clean it out, pressure wash it for them. They take it home and they use a super glue gun to fix it. Now, if it's a pressurized tank, you don't want to try to fix it. But if the, you can tell the difference when you look at the cap. That's what's more important. You look at the cap. If the cap just comes off and it's not pressurized, boom, we're done. Most of them are pressurized, so repairs aren't going to really work out. But that's what you have to ask him. Where's this plastic thing? Is it the overflow or is it actually physically one of the tanks on the radiator? That's what has to ask. The $500 is certainly going to cover an overflow, a tank. The, the cap on it uh, and the radiator and the installation and the coolant. So I think, like I said, the overflow, 100 to $150 off the top of my head. And I'm, I'm always going to bid it high <laughs> so I look like a hero. <laughs> but that's what I, I would yeah. do. You need to know what they're talking about. Open the hood and point it to me. I want to see what you're talking about. So, okay. And okay. if the overflow jug is bad and they're telling you they got to do the radiator at the same time, I'm calling foul. I'm just calling okay. foul. Uh, you, I don't care about the 112,000 miles, and I don't care that it's 19 years old. I don't care. Um, I've seen radiators go 200,000 miles. I've seen them fail at 60,000 miles as well. So we, we can't look into the future. We don't know what's going to happen unless, of course, you come in and you got steel belt hanging out of the front tire. We can say with some confidence, if you don't get that tire change, you're going to end up with a blowout or you're going to end up on the side of the road needing a, a tow truck because this tire is not safe for you and your family. So we can look into the future under those kinds of circumstances, but in reality... Somebody says, I know your transmission is going to fail in the next 10,000 miles. I think we ought to put that $8,000 dog in yours, new one in yours. <laughs> that just that just doesn't hold water. If they knew what was in the future, they'd go to Las Vegas, and when the casino opened, they'd bet big money on whatever the number it is, and they would be rich, and they wouldn't be fixing cars. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. My name's Mark Salem. we got another hour of this fun and frivolity, so if you want to hang around, 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open.